I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anan Zaki. Kia ora, Anan. And what does the Kiwi Bank ownership change mean for customers? Kia ora, Mani. Very little. Uh, as you may have heard in the news, the government is buying out the Superfund, ACC and NZ Post and taking direct control of Kiwi Bank. The move was triggered by the Superfund's willingness to buy NZ Post's 53% stake. But the government wouldn't allow private private investment and involvement in the running of the bank, nor contemplate possible foreign ownership if NZ Super wanted to sell. The fund's chief executive, Matt Winneray, says its commercially driven view was at odds with the government's. There is therein lies the tension between the the you know the investors' objectives from from our perspective and the government's objectives uh, around maintaining 100% public and New Zealand ownership. So. So understandably, you know, couldn't 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 rouse sort of square that circle, and uh, this is where we've uh, where we've taken it as a result. Meanwhile, the chief executive of Kiwi Bank, Steve Yurkovich, says the circumstances of its three shareholders were different and had changed. He says settling its ownership structure doesn't affect day-to-day operations, but gives confidence about the future. Well, I think it gives us absolute certainty about who we'll be talking to about that growth ambition. And uh, Grant Robertson this morning spoke about, you know, the fact that he wants Kiwi Bank to have the best impact it can have. Ultimately, you know, the Crown will make decisions about whether this is the best use of capital or not. So as a bank, it really is up to us to prove that, you know, growing faster than we have previously makes lots of sense and it's got good commercial returns and has more impact for New Zealand and delivers on our purpose. So... I think if we can tick all those boxes, we're in a pretty good position to ask for the capital. But at the moment, we're self-funding, have been for a long time, and we'll continue to just focus on that at the moment. Last week, Kiwi Bank reported a record full-year profit of $131 million and reaffirmed its priority to expand the fastest-growing part of its portfolio to small and medium businesses. The telecommunications lines company Chorus has posted a 25% jump in profit, with growth for its fibre broadband and a number of one-off factors. Net profit for the year ended June is $64 million, with revenue growth supported by a legal settlement, dis- disposal of surplus property, as well as a reversal of Holidays Act provision. Chorus Chief Executive JB Russolo says the result allows it to return to earning more than its investing in the network for the first time in a decade. He says 2022 is a turning point for the company, with a focus now on a more operational future. As fibre uptakes passes 80% and eventually slows in our UFB areas, greenfields will become a larger part of our ongoing connection program. New property orders are at their highest ever, and we've put a lot of effort into our systems and processes to help support this pipeline. Most of this demand is coming out of the Auckland region. Chorus has increased its dividend outlook for 2023, up from 35 cents per share this year to 42.5. Information management and courier company Freightways has lifted its profit and bought Australia's Allied Express for about $178 million. Net profit for the year ended June rose 46% to $70.2 million, while revenue rose 9% to just over $873 million. Freightways Chief Executive Mark Troher says Allied fits with its core delivery services while also creating a niche business in oversized freight. He says the company will develop that niche with a positive outlook for future growth. 
The outlook is uh, we'll go hard on all of the things that we can control, and there's a whole lot of those. So we'll make sure our pricing is right. Uh, we'll make sure that we've got capacity to deal with volume from customers when it comes, and, and it does come in that peak season. But in terms of the economy, in terms of labour markets, and in terms of supply chain, we'll just adapt to that as best we can. Freightways will pay Allied shareholders nearly $69 million in cash funded by debt, while Allied shareholders will become a substantial shareholder in Freightways with about a 6% stake in the enlarged company. Higher sales volumes and fatter margins has helped Steel and Tube post a record net profit. The steel product and manufacturing company's profit for the year ended June doubled to $30.2 million. Revenue increased by a quarter to nearly $600 million, with ongoing demand from the construction and manufacturing sectors. Chief Executive Mark Malpas sees the outstanding result was not without its challenges, with steel prices jumping 27% due to reduced output from China. He says the pressure on prices show no sign of easing. We're expecting prices to remain uh, fairly elevated, at least in the short to medium term. And, and we, we did see over the last three or four months, prices in US dollars came back a little bit, but they've since started uh, increasing again, uh, particularly as, as uh, other you know, economies within the region start to um, move in terms of demand. So, but when you look on, an, uh, I guess, on a Kiwi dollar perspective, because of our dollar being a little bit softer, it's actually held pricing up. So we're expecting that that is likely to continue for at least the short to medium term through the rest of uh, this calendar year. That's Steel and Tube Chief Executive Mark Malpas. Well, it's time for an update from the financial markets, and we're joined by Brad Gordon of Hobson Wealth. Good afternoon, Brad. Good afternoon. Well, we've had a flurry of corporate earnings results and market announcements today. How's the New Zealand share market looking? Well, yes, those corporate earnings have allowed the NZX50 Growth Index to buck international trends, currently up 24 points, or 0.2% at 11,709. And amongst those um, reporting, Chorus Limited, which was one of the, the main reports today, up $0.05 cents at $7.86. And um, also Freightways, which was um, which is up 1% at $9.50. Steel and Tube up $0.06 cents at $1.52, also at 4% after um, the back of their result. Elsewhere in the market... Auckland International Airport down five cents at seven dollars fifty-seven. A2 Milk down one cent at five dollars forty-one. Contact Energy up one cent at seven dollars eighty-seven. Uh, Fisherman Puckle Healthcare uh, bouncing after yesterday uh, Friday's sell-off tw- up, up twenty-six cents at twenty dollars eleven. Uh, Kiwi Property down one cent at dollar oh two. Mercury up twelve cents at six dollars forty. Meridian up three cents at five dollars twenty-nine. Main Freight down fifty-seven cents at seventy-six ninety-three. Uh, Sky City down two cents at two dollars ninety. Spark up nine cents at uh, five dollars thirty four, and Somerset unchanged at eleven dollars forty. Okay, how's the uh, Australian looking? Can we just have a headline number there? Yeah, well, more in line with international trends. A quite a weak start for the S and P ASX two hundred, currently down eighty points at seven thousand and thirty nine. Okay, and how's the New Zealand dollar tracking? The New Zealand dollar is buying 89.78 Australian cents, 61.76 US cents against the Japanese yen at 84.5, against the Great Britain pound sterling at 0.5229, against the euro at 0.6147, and the New Zealand trade weighted index at 71.3. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. 
three-month bank bill rate at 3.41%, 10-year government bond rate at 3.62%, rent crude at 95.59 US dollars, and spot gold at 1,746 US dollars. Thank you very much. Brad Gordon there from Hobson Wealth. We'll have more news and numbers from the business world and checkpoint around half past five. But for now, Marnie, that's business.